Hi everyone, my name's David Rodell and welcome to the April edition of DistilleryTools.scot podcast. This month we're delighted to be speaking to Andrew Lenny, single malt specialist at White Mackay. Andy Dan tells us all about Jura, Faircairn and Tamnavulan distilleries, their history, their brilliant malts, some of the new expressions that we can actually look forward to tasting and why we should visit them, as if we need an excuse. Angels Share Glassware, proud sponsors of distillerytours.scot podcast series. To see our full range, go to angelssharegloss.com. Hi, good afternoon everyone and welcome to the April edition of distillerytools.scot podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today by Andy Lenny. Andy is the Global Ambassador for Jura, Fettercairn and Tam Navulin Whiskey and Distilleries. Good afternoon Andy, how are you doing? Good afternoon, I'm very well, how are you? I'm not bad at all actually. I was, um, I was away for a week last week at the Highland Whiskey Academy, so feeling a wee bit rough and, and worse for wear, but <laughs> I've I've actually got a, a new certificate on my wall as well that I've I've been telling all and sundry about to be honest with you. So congratulations. Th- thanks thanks very much. And I'm pleased to say that I've got another four to do. So that that that'll keep me busy for the next twelve months. Ah, that that'll keep you out of trouble. <laughs> Listen, absolutely. And and the beauty is is that I'm not actually drinking whiskey at ten o'clock this week. Because we were doing that last week when we were at the academy because you need to do all the tastings. It's good to be putting uh, milk in my cornflakes and uh, living a healthier life this week than last week. Glad to hear it. Brilliant. Well, listen, it's great to speak to you. So, Andy, if you could start by telling us a wee bit about yourself. Of course, of course, yeah. Um, well, yeah, I work as a single malt whiskey specialist for White Mackay um, across three of those distilleries that you've just mentioned there, Feta Cairn. Jura and, and Tam Navoulin. And really before, I guess before I became an ambassador for Scotch whisky, I was working in many sort of bars around around the country, really. Um, my first sort of whisky job was at the whisky rooms in Edinburgh, and I managed there for, for two years. I would say that that was probably my first kind of, the, the real first time that I experienced, you know, the, the sort of scale of, of single malt Scotch whisky, you know, not just in Scotland, but around the world, and just how many various distilleries and various expressions there were but I think I was quite an inquisitive person so I just kept asking questions and slowly information managed to find its way into my head but I just fell in love with Scotch whisky really from from, from that point in time and that was about 2009 maybe 2010 and then since then yeah I had a few different ambassadorial jobs uh, I did an honorary role with Talisker for a year which was incredible and then I joined the team at Lindor's Abbey Distillery as their first ambassador and that's where I grew up really so Lindor's Distillery was on my doorstep growing up as a kid so I worked with the team there for a couple of years and then joined White and Mackay and here I am. Um, you know I'm kind of spoiled for choice here where to start to be honest with you so Let's start with Jura. Tell us a wee bit about the Jura distillery, its importance to the, the local community, and, and you can also tell us about some of their new whiskies as well. Of course, of course, yeah. Well, I think you kind of almost touched on it already there. Jura is kind of so much more than a whiskey because it comes from such a magical wee place. Um, the Isle of Jura, for anyone who hasn't visited, is a small island nestled only a few miles off the west coast of Scotland. It lies between the mainland and the Isle of Isla. And everywhere you look on Jura, you know, you'll see beauty. It's as rugged as it is romantic. Wild mountains, sort of the stormy seas that surround it and some peaceful lochs in there as well. Um, The distillery, or sorry, the island rather, is about 132 square miles in size. On the island, there's only one road. uh, So it's difficult to go go, uh, missing when you arrive uh, on the island. 
There's about 212 people who live on the island, um, but there's also about 6,000 red deer, and that's where the name Jura comes from. The name Jura means deer island. So you might not see many people when you visit the island, but you'll definitely see lots and lots of wildlife, particularly the, uh, the red deer. And on the island, of course, there's only one whiskey distillery, and it was established way back in 1810. The Isle of Jura was famously described as the most ungetatable of places by, uh, by George Orwell, who actually lived there back in the 1940s as well. So it's not always the easiest place to get to, but it's certainly one of the most beautiful places you can imagine sort of making whiskey. So yeah, the island's home to some of the most distinguished icons of the Scottish landscape, the, in particular, you know, the Three Hills, the Paps of Jura that kind of tower over the, the small community of islanders below. And I guess the distillery, you could say, has been an integral part of the distillery since it was founded, um, and more latterly, since 1963, when the distillery was kind of resurrected after a long period of closure. But during that time, in the sort of 1960s, the, the, the population of the Western Isles was very much kind of dwindling, and it was so important that the Jura distillery reopened to bring back, you know, employment and support local activities as well on the island so the distillery reopened in the 1960s and, and that was a huge moment in time and the distillery's been sort of thriving ever since really and then our whiskey itself of course our whiskey and um, hopefully is smooth bright lively um, it's a light kind of floral style of spirit in part due to the fact we have some very tall copper pot stills at the Jura distillery but each of our whiskies, as you would imagine, should hopefully represent the people and place where it's made and, and really Jura is home to or create some whiskies that I think do a great job of representing the, the island itself, but also the people who, who call Jura home. So a great collection of single malts for any of you who have who have come across any Juras in the past. There's some, some really interesting, innovative um, projects at the moment, in particular our cask edition series. So you might have stumbled upon the Jura rum cask edition, or the Jura Red Wine Cask Edition, or, or very, very recently they just released the Jura Pale Ale Cask Edition as well. So we've got a number of different whiskies, which are all really great examples of Jura's kind of house style and hopefully welcome um, more new people into the wonderful world of Scotch whisky. Awesome, absolutely. I actually was at the Glasgow Whiskey Festival and we were working on the stand and we actually had some Jura expressions and I can honestly say that they were some of the most popular, in fact, to, to people at the actual show. So not only but do you, do you actually work for Jura, but you actually work as well for Fetter Cairn. You, you kind of work in, in, and do some work with Fetter Cairn. Fetter Cairn, if my memory serves me correctly, in the past, Fetter Cairn was a distillery, like a lot of distilleries in Scotland, their whiskey wasn't actually marketed. It was more used to be blended for, for other types of whiskey. In fact, Myself, I was actually up at um, Ardmore Distillery, um, which is one of the main components for teacher's whisky. So could you tell us what's happening at Fetterkern? Because there's been a lot of, kind of uh, noise coming through there and a lot of incredible new Fetterkern whiskies have been launched. So if you could tell yeah. us a wee bit about that, because I think we're, we're all kind of interested to, to see what's, what's going down. For sure, for sure. So I mentioned earlier on there that um, my first sort of job with whiskey was be was behind the bar at the whiskey rooms in Edinburgh, and I remember we had a couple of bottles of Fettercairn behind behind our bar, um, Fettercairn Fjord and um, Fettercairn Fask. So these were two expressions from the Fettercairn Distillery at that time. But to your point, you know, it was one of those whiskies that I would recommend to people visiting Edinburgh who were looking for something they wouldn't find back home. So I would recommend Fettercairn knowing that, you know, this was a distillery that wasn't well known. It was a bit of a hidden gem. And actually, I, I knew nothing about the distillery back then. 
So if we fast forward, you know, a number of years, and, and I was working at Lindor's Abbey Distillery, and I was approached by um, a colleague of mine now, Stephen Martin, and we got t- we got talking, and he said, look, we've got this new range of whiskies from Feta Cairn, and we're looking for someone to kind of come on board and, and you know, spread the love sort of thing. And I thought, well, that sounds like a really interesting opportunity. So the first thing I need to do is go go try the new, the new range, because I haven't had a Feta Cairn for a number of years now. So I took myself along to the Ben Nevis in, in Glasgow and I ordered myself a dram of the Fettercairn 12-year-old and I just instantly fell in love with the liquid. You know, it was it was, it was was fresh, it was juicy, it had this kind of tropical fruit character and I just thought it was amazing. And, you know, the more and more I looked into what Fettercairn were doing, the more I just thought this is such a fantastic opportunity. It was almost like the opportunity to be an ambassador for a distillery that had 200 years of history, an incredible process story, but but really a liquid re- legacy that was still to be written. And I took the job. Um, I was well, I was lucky enough to get the job. And I joined White Mackay in 2019 with, with a focus on you know telling the Fettercairn story. And it's a remarkable one. We do lots of innovation at the distillery. It's a very hands-on approach to whiskey making. There's a kind of treasure trove of rare and aged stocks within the warehouse walls. And some of them are, some of the casks date all the way back to the early 1960s, but some of them are really quite innovative experimental kind of cask trials. So I, I sort of see Fetter Cairn as a bit of a playground for experimentation within the within the White Mackay family. But but everything we've released since 2018 to, to now has been all about that tropical fruit kind of house style and, uh, and really this kind of uh, push to be a progressive and flavour-led whiskey distillery. And if you've, if the listeners have not actually been to Fetter Cairn, then I would strongly suggest that, 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 that they, they get themselves up there, to be honest with you, because it's such an incredible place and it's also such a beautiful, beautiful part of the world. And is there any kind of, you don't need to give, give your secrets away here, and if not, then you know you know they're safe with me, to be honest. Is there going to be any kind of different expressions coming from Fetter Cairn, maybe kind of different finishes and whatever? Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, one of the real landmark moments for the distillery was was last year when we released our first single malt whiskey finished in Scottish oak casks. So the the real kind of goal here with, with Greg Glass, our master whiskey maker, was was kind of to look at a flavour led approach to wood management. And, and you'll know and the listeners will know that a lot of the casks we use for whiskey maturation are, are coming from outside of Scotland. So our Scottish Oak programme looked to rely less on import and see what we could use, you know, growing locally. You touched on it yourself as well. The Fetter Cairn Distillery is located in a part of the, the world on the east coast of the Highlands of Scotland, which is a, a very fertile landscape. So, you know, we're surrounded with a, an abundance of barley, but also an abundance of, of, of forestry and, and sawmillers as well. So we've been able to sort of build up these partnerships with the, the forests around Scotland to get access to, to Scottish Oak trees you know, wind-filled, but also responsibly sourced from managed forests as well. And then we've built up all those partnerships with the, the sawmillers, the coopers, to basically turn that wood into casks suitable for whiskey maturation. So quite an incredible project, really end-to-end sort of involvement from, from Greg, our whiskey maker, and also the distillery team at Fetter Cairn. So when we launched the 18-year-old, that was the first sort of permanent expression from the distillery that would be finished in, in native Scottish oak casks. And what they give us in terms of flavour is this real kind of rich, exuberant quality coming from within the pores of the oak. And it's just the beginning. It's the start of a, a project that we hope will continue years and years into the future. And experimenting with Scottish oak gives us a whole other world of opportunity for flavour, which, uh, which is really exciting. No, listen, it, 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 it sounds amazing, to be honest with you. I've, I've, um, I was lucky enough to try some Fetter Cairn there as well, and it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful dram, to be honest with you. And um, 
I would like to kind of just um, talk as well about Tam Navulan. Mm-hmm. If you could maybe tell us a wee bit about the, 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 the history of Tam Navulan or the you know the distillery itself. And if my memory serves me correctly, Tam Navulan only opens during the spirit of Speyside. Is that correct? That's right, yeah. So if you went up to Fitter County, you'd be able to visit, I think, uh, Wednesday through Saturday, or I could be getting that wrong. Check the website. Um, but Fitter County's open to visitors year-round at the moment. The Tamnavillan Distillery is is one that we hope to have open for visitors um, in the not-too-distant future, but at the moment, yeah, you can only you can only visit during the Spirit of Speyside Festival, which happens in the not-too-distant future, actually, in, uh, in, the, in the next coming coming months. But all our tours are sadly fully booked. So hopefully some of your listeners are booked on those. But the Tam Navoolan distillery is also a bit of a hidden gem, really. Much younger in terms of the whiskey history books. If we look at Jura, that was founded in 1810. Fetter Cairn, that was founded in 1824. The Tam Navoolan distillery didn't open until 1966, which is quite interesting because it's it's situated on the banks of the River Livet. And if you imagine back in the day, so many distilleries in that area would use the, the, the term Livet as a sort of suffix to their name. So you'd have, you know, Aberlour, Glenlivet, Tamnavoo and Glenlivet. Um, and that, that was going on for a number of a number of years, basically to say we're a Speyside distillery. And the Tamnavoo distillery opened in 1966. And we would always say that it was kind of purpose built to create a very signature Speyside style, which is one that's full of those lovely orchard fruits, the apples, the pears, the, the toffee, the honey that really kind of approachable, fruity style. And that's what Tamnavillan does so well. And it would have been like Fettercairn, a distillery providing single malt to the blends. But in the last few years, since again, we relaunched a collection of single malts from the distillery, it's just gone from strength to strength. I was talking to you earlier, I was in Sweden last week, and actually the Tamnavillan Sherry Cask Edition is the number one selling single malt whiskey in Sweden, which is just a remarkable place to be, considering that collection of whiskies were only launched about seven years ago. So... Yeah, quite a journey that Tam Navoolan's been on, but these whiskies really do embrace accessibility. Very affordable, delicious range of whiskies from the distillery to, to kind of open, share and enjoy. That sounds excellent, to be honest with you. Um, as far as I'm aware, there's a new expression with Jura that's only available in Thailand just now, but that might be, we might kind of see some of it in these shores as well. Well, yeah, we were just talking there earlier about actually um, visiting sort of some of our distilleries. And if you are able to make the, the sometimes uh, very difficult journey over to the Isle of Jura and visit the distillery, there's a number of different sort of distillery exclusives that you can get your hands on. We've bottled some amazing single casks from an eight-year-old bourbon cask all the way to a 31-year-old sherry hogshead. But you also find, um, yeah, some of these sort of market exclusives that we we briefly touched upon one of them is a 12 year old sherry cask edition which uh, we launched exclusively for taiwan actually but um you know there's a number of different uh, different expressions you can you can find at the distillery um one that we're particularly excited about is our fagio release for 2023 and the fagio festival uh, will happen at the start of june and this year we've we've chosen or, or our distillery manager graham logan has chosen a cask to be bottled exclusively for the festival now graham logan our distillery manager has been at jura for over three decades now so a remarkable career at the distillery and this year he's stepping back and handing over distilling duties to our new manager uh, jamie weir who's actually a local jura lad himself so there's a bit of a handing over of a baton this year at the festival and we'll get an opportunity to to kind of do a bit of a Q&A with Graham Logan and Jamie Weir. So this sort of passing on of the torch, if you will, and all in celebration of the Facial Festival and a cask that, that Graham's chosen to sort of, uh, I guess, sign off on his, his journey as distillery manager. 
And is there any? Because I mean, I, I know the 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 the, the, the Island Jura Festival sells out right away. Is there any? Is there any tickets left, or is that kind of gone as well? So tickets are yet to go live actually for our activities, and we've been busy kind of preparing what we were going to do for Jura Day. And let me just double check my diary to make sure I'm giving you the right date now. But the the Jura Day is a Friday. We actually share our day with Bunahaven, which is just across across the sound. So you could you could tick off both distilleries on the same day. I have actually sat just across from you, uh, Ardnahoe, with my oh, yeah, wife yeah. looking looking across, actually thinking, well, it's a stunning part of the world, to be honest with you. And I, I imagine during the fish, it's, uh, it's it's even better. That's it. That's it. It is quite funny. You sit on you sit on the pier at, at Bunahaven or Ardnahoe, as you say, and you, you feel like you'd almost throw a stone and, and land it on Jura. They're very, very close, the two islands. But also when the weather's bad, it, it makes it incredibly difficult to get to get over from one to the other but yeah our, our phase yield day is friday the 2nd of june and if you keep your eyes peeled on our website you know we're, we're going to be organizing a whole heap of different different bits and pieces including a, a cool uh, q a tasting with uh, graham logan and and jamie our sort of distillery manager p- passing on of the baton and any of our listeners that have never been over should go to be honest with you they should i'm, I'm it's one if you're into your whiskey um, then it's one of the the best weeks or ten days you'll you, you'll ever spend anywhere, and some of the the best distilleries that Scotland has to offer, and some of the most incredible scenery that you'll ever um, get to offer. Drinking some of the best whiskies and if not the best whiskies in the world. So basically, we've came to the kind of end of our podcast now, Andy, and I'm going to put you in the spot here because I ask all our guests this. So you're 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 sitting tonight. You've you've had a hard day at work. You're sitting and you're you're going to pour yourself a wee a wee dram or a wee woodcutter's measure maybe. What would be in your glass this evening? Can I give you two answers? <laughs> one of the one of the whiskies that I uh, I think is just one of the best things I've ever tasted was actually um, a, a bottling we did from Jura. We 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 did during lockdown. We we did a a whole project raising money for for mental health charities in Scotland and we we auctioned off a single cask it was a 17 year old sherry uh sherry cask unpeated and it was just a big jammy absolute bomb i i loved it um but unfortunately it didn't last very long because we only bottled one cask so my bottle was uh, was it came and gone very quickly but one of my uh, one of my go-to whiskies would be Jura 18-year-old, which is just a moment, I think, where kind of the, the spirit, the, the light kind of the fruity spirit that we create on Jura and then the, obviously the impact of wood kind of come together in perfect harmony. You've got a, a lovely kind of bit of richness and sweetness there when Jura gets to that age. Um, and for an 18-year-old that's finished in these Premier Grand Cru Bordeaux barriques, so these are casks that have previously held some, some really fine Cabernet Sauvignon wines. So just the impact of of those on the Jura house style, I find absolutely phenomenal. For your money, for an 18-year-old, I think Jura 18 is, is absolutely spot on. Listen, it sounds, it sounds absolutely delicious, to be honest with you. In fact, it, I might actually see if I can get hold of a bottle myself. <laughs> Andy, it's been an absolute uh, delight speaking to you. Um, if there's anything you would like to say to our listeners before we go... Yeah, well, I, I would say if anyone's, um, if anyone's visiting any of our distilleries or wants to come and join us for phage or... Or whatever, then yeah, give give us a shout. We're we're always very hospitable, and uh, yeah, cheers for having me. It's been a real pleasure. No, listen, it's been it's been my absolute pleasure to be honest with you, and I look forward to kind of sharing my drama with you pretty soon. Sounds good to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye bye. Hi there. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed it.
To get early access to our podcasts, you can always sign up to our monthly newsletter at www.distillerytools.scot forward slash sign up and that gives you the opportunity to listen to them a couple of days before they go live on the website. It also gives you a distillery of the month, it gives you a venue of the month, it tells you about our competition and it also highlights our malt of the month as well. So, and a good thing to look forward to every month in your inbox. Distillerytools.scot, every Scotch whiskey distillery visitor centre in one place.